No, those aren't voices in your head. This is the Triple R Podcast. As always, I am joined by my two favorite co-hosts of all time. First and foremost, the monster from Manans, Mr. Chrisley. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, Pilch. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for uh, letting me back on the show. I do appreciate it. You know, sometimes no it's it's sketchy whether or not I'll be on. So, um, <laughs> unbelievable. Not only do I get the chance to be a guest on the show this week, but I also get to host, which is just you know fantastic. Hey man, I'm just I'm just glad you you made it out of that uh, uh, Texas snowstorm alive. Oh, dude, it was a uh, it was touch and go there for a little while. So. Uh, and as always, our second co-host, the Beast from Bonheim, Mr. Warren Lee. How you doing today, sir? So we haven't sat down and recorded an episode since February 7th, I believe. Because we did It's been record. a while. It has it's been. been a while. We didn't record uh the the third week in February. Chris went on vacation. I was on vacation from work, whatever the case. We figured out a time yeah. to do this, to get together and do this episode and bring in our special guest. We'll bring it in a second. Here it is as recording February 28th. And I still can't stand the stick that you guys do with you being a guest. on the show. <laughs> <laughs> He cannot stand it. deal with it. Yeah. I no, thought it's it going to continue. Just, so I thought it would just kind of slip into the ether with us being away from from the microphone for so long. But no, I was wrong. Right. Yeah, I, I do like the fact that you used that you and Chris were on vacation is why we didn't record. And the fact that I was going through, you know, a global power outage <laughs> and uh, was a work well, Chris, well, Chris, yeah. already, Chris already mentioned your power outage. And then he went out. He went away and was was vacationing with his family. Uh, I was just on vacation from both of my jobs. So it felt like I, mm. I went away with my family as well, even though we'd stayed in our living room the entire right. week. Um, but, <laughs> but no, it, uh, it felt, it felt good to little, uh, get a little recharge in there. It's all. Oh, for sure. Sit yeah. back in front of the mic and, uh, and, and bring out this triple R podcast. And the best thing is too, is most hit TV shows usually go on a, a two week hiatus right before their season finale. So we're, we're right I, there. My my wife was going through it because all of her shows were going on hiatus at the same time. So that was right. Not so I do want to revisit something real quick. We've gone through 95 percent of our first season here. Um, it, it ended in unprecedented three way tie where all three of us won four episodes this season. Uh, Chris, you start off hot out of the gate. Hot, um, super hot. Faded late, but you know, you got that one late win to put you in the conversation. Uh, Warren, you're a Mr. Consistency. I feel like you won every fourth show. And uh, your boy here finally got his comeuppance after what I think should have been a perfect season, in my opinion. <laughs> but, you know, right. <laughs> here we are. It's uh, four wins apiece. And as we discussed on the last episode, we weren't really sure how we were going to how we we're going to settle this Um we threw out a couple different ideas. You know, there was an exploding barbed wire death match thrown out there. Uh, you know, TLC match, you know. Mm-hmm. But we 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 decided, and as we discussed on the last episode, that we we were gonna do a a big show where all three of us booked our own pay-per-view. 
Well, the issue that we ran into with that was we had no one to judge it. You know, it, it's all well and good if no. the three of us make our own pay-per-view, right? But then it's going to be four hours of us just arguing with each other about whose was better. So uh, we took a little time off. We reached out to a few people. The line to get on this show, I kid you not, was out the door. It was like when Tickle Me Elmo came out on Christmas. It was just <laughs> beat bat. We had to bat down the hatches, um, you know. And I, I think we found someone good. We so even, we didn't have enough sticks to beat them away, is what you're saying. We we didn't. We really didn't. And um, I'm happy to say that we have someone that's coming on. That is a dear friend of my, one of my oldest friends, honestly, um, avid listener of the podcast. And he actually decided not only to host our main event, which is fantastic, but he also decided that he there was going to come on our pre-show as well. So without further ado, let me introduce our special guest today, Mr. J.P. Mintel. How are you doing today, sir? <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> there we go. I got you, Jay. Wow. Toss me to Steve Weiser. It's me. <laughs> it's me. It's the Puerto Rican dream. All right. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me on the show. I am thrilled to be here. I am excited to talk wrestling with you three guys. And man, this is like a dream come true because I'm I'm a big fan. So I'll leave you guys to it. I'm here. The hairless wonder. I'm ready. <laughs> you are, you are really appreciate you. too much praise. I, I, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. We definitely don't deserve all that praise. No, no, no. You guys are you guys are doing something special here. Again, I'm glad to just be a little part of it. I'm excited for the main show, but we got some pre-show stuff to do, right? We got a little bit of a little bit of wrestle talk to, to have. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I did want to point out as you were going over the uh, our the list of uh, who won, Pilch, that you did finish impressively strong where you, I had, but me and Chris both had three wins after what I felt was our, our a terrible SummerSlam 88 pay-per-view. <laughs> Sure. Someone well, in I, here, I, someone in here would probably think otherwise. So that that brings me to my next topic is we're gonna we're gonna ask Jay a few questions here. We're just gonna rifle them at him. That's okay. I got a, all we needed there. So <laughs> Jay, what we're gonna do real quick is we just want our audience to kind of get to know you a little bit. So we're we're gonna. Oh, wow. I'm going to shoot some rapid fire questions at you. We're going to start with Warren because apparently he has more to say. So <laughs> no, I'll, I'll move on to the questions. Um, obviously, if you're a listener here, you're a wrestling fan. Um, yeah. What would you say got you into uh, rest, watching wrestling? Um, hmm, thank you. The one thing that got me into it was I had an older brother. So my brother's like seven years older than me. And he watched it briefly, but I think the one of the earliest things I remember that really like sink like line and sinker was like the uh the ultimate warrior on a stretcher. Like 
dying. Being a little was... kid watching that was like, what is going on here? Yeah. And I was just hooked. I, I was hooked. I loved it. And that's that's what got me into it. I mean, and also I think that every man needs a good soap opera and, and this is it. I remember that angle vividly. I was not a ultimate warrior guy by all means. Oh, that's um, what got me in. So quick, quick story. WrestleMania six. We're at our apartment before we wa- before we moved into our house. I have, Chris is my younger brother. He's in here. We have another younger brother, uh, Joe, who's uh, 11 months younger than Chris. Chris he w- Joe was all about the Ultimate Warrior. I was all about Hulk Hogan. Six was Hogan versus uh, Ultimate Warrior. You know, two biggest stars at the time facing off in the Toronto Sky Dome. Ultimate Warrior wins. I am not thrilled by any means. No. I start wailing on my brother joe wailing on him dad sends me to my room i didn't think i was ever gonna come out so fast forward to what you mentioned with this this ultimate warrior on the stretcher and papa shango put the the voodoo on him i think didn't they show in the back when he was in the doctor's room he like threw up into the camera or something yeah he was like he was like throwing up like yeah. green something or other. Like so, that's yeah. the image that stuck with me about yeah. that. Because like I, after that, I did not mess with Papa Shango. I was like, Papa Shango is the devil. I don't want it. I don't want to see it. That, I left the room. I was terrified. I was ter- that terrified me. I wanted. I you wanted know nothing. Funny. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Jay. What's funny about that was that um, this week on Raw, I got Papa Shango vibes with Randy Orton. I don't know if anybody really? caught that, but oh, yeah, yeah when the, he was yeah. in the black yeah. segment and he's, he's like, he starts throwing up this black liquid because of Alexa bliss doing some seance or something. And right. I got strong Papa Shango vibes. I was like, man, I, I wonder what little yeah. kid is watching this right now saying, Oh, like what, what is going on and, and freaking out like I did when I was young. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So uh, uh, Chris, Chris. Me. What's happening? Ask Jay a question, man. Do I have a question? What you got got for me? Do I have a question? Okay, here we go. What is out of your... You watching wrestling, what is your favorite title? Like, if you were... What is the most coveted title in your mind? Ha. I've never been asked that. That's a good... I guess, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm a purist. Um in the sense of uh, I'm a, I'm a fanboy, Right. But I also, what you'll learn with me is like, I don't really wish for anything when it comes to wrestling. I don't spend a lot of time fantasy booking. I, I literally just come, give me some dinner, sir. And, you know, <laughs> and I ask for my wrestling and I take it and I move away. Like I enjoy, I, I enjoy it for what it is. Right. Um, right, right. So the WWE title, you know, I mean, that, WWE title. that okay. has to be, the number one because it's the main it goes all the way back it's 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 the premier title in all of sports in my opinion if sports entertainment wwe wrestling whatever you want to call it but i think that the wwe title um going all the way back to bruno san martino going you know just the the hands that have had that in there i mean 
Ric Flair with a tear in his eye, right? That's that's because he became the WWE champion now. Um, yeah. or at the time, WWF. But that's, to me, the number one. I, a close second is, I believe, the Intercontinental Championship. Because, again, there that's... That's, that's, the re- that's the real money maker right there. But that's IC how title. I was raised. That's mine. That, yeah. was always, that was always the number two as growing up. So, to me, it still is. Yeah. I think on this podcast, we can all get behind make the Intercontinental title great again. Um, oh yeah, you know, I Absolutely. know Biggie's doing everything he can, but let's 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 make it a real title again. You know, it was buried for so long. Like, let's make it something it worth having. Buried every now and then, and it like it it pisses me off. Like, it needs to be defended. <clears throat> uh, I my question to you: U.S. again? <laughs> what? Hold on. I'm that... just saying. I could care if they had to drop a title. Like, I'd be like, get rid of the U.S. title. Like, see you later. That's a that's a very prestigious title. But what they've also been doing with the U.S. title is actually pretty good, though. That's the important thing. It has been good. I, agree. I think they could easily do some something as the equivalent to or better with the IC title. I just don't know why they're – I don't know. It's, but that's my bias because I like the IC title more. But that's all. I just – I don't know. Do you think that's so, a show thing? I'm sorry. Do you think it's a show thing? Because I think if that if if you switch them, uh, would the U.S. title be, you know, could could we? Is it that simple? Could we just say that Lashley being Intercontinental Champion would be the same thing as as he is the U.S. Because maybe absolutely. Maybe, so maybe yeah, IC absolutely. just suffers from being on SmackDown. I don't know if it's that. I really don't know if it's that. I think it's something about the title that they don't like. And I don't know what I don't know why I just feel like if you look back at like the past what maybe like past ten pay per views like the IC title is not being defended on a pay per view where it very well could have been you know they don't they and there was a long run where uh, you know before the not before the Miz it was like after the Miz had lost it like the IC title was just like. Nowhere to be found. It was nowhere to be found on any. It wasn't defended on Raw. It wasn't defended on SmackDown. Somebody had it, but they just were holding it. And it just was never. There was never an IC title match on a bunch of pay-per-views in a row. And it was just is insane. And there were like a couple WrestleManias where it wasn't even defended. Like they didn't even have the IC title ladder match. It was crazy. I think the bigger issue would be probably just too many titles. They might have to answer to, they got two worlds, they got two mid cards, they have two tags, they have two women's, they got the 24-7. Now they got the women's. That's not a real title. Now they got the women's. I don't know, man. They got the 24-7. I don't know. I'm all, listen, I am all for the shenanigans. 24-7 gives, I mean, especially look who the champion is now. This is like, this was obviously the, the best case scenario for this title to be in the realm of now celebrities have it because whether you like bad bunny or not, he's a huge celebrity. So to have and WWE in the same sentence, like look, he was, he was wearing it on SNL and WWE. I've seen like maybe like four or five different posts with WWE mentioning that he was on Saturday night live, them pushing that them like, this is, this is like a wet dream for, for them. I think. Yeah. And not just him, but 
it's Doug Flutie, a former a former <laughs> football player, great had it. Uh, Peter Rosenberg. Wait, when did Flutie have it? <laughs> Peter Rosenberg Flutie had was it. A, a, a DJ uh, in in New York City on the radio. He's had it. Yeah, uh, Gronk had it. Uh, you're able to do so many different things with that. Uh, other random TV people from, um, and, from Fox Sports, from Access TV, have also had it. Uh, it's it's getting their name what out. I think it's special. My bad, bro. What I think Very is good. special is that our truth is our truth is kind of the the champion, right? And he's mm. just so good and really highlights everything that's good about wrestling, which is that like the the character aspect of it. His character is phenomenal that it lends to do all this stuff with because he's good yeah. with anybody you put him in. He's hilarious. Yeah, you can't you can't not love what R Truth does with that twenty four seven title. Just uh, all the like he can show up any any match in the car, just run through and stir up something with those guys chasing him every single time. All the disguises he does when he goes through on like the raw talks and like the the pre shows for the pay per view, like it's all comedy gold. R Truth is the funniest person on that roster. He is so fun. Actually, it's a tie. Funniest people in WWE right now, R-Truth and Billy Kay are the funniest <laughs> people to me. Okay. I think Billy Kay is so fucking funny. I love everything she's doing with so, the with the handing out the resumes and everything. Following him around riots. I th- we're missing the we're missing the point a little bit though. I I I like all the 24-7 title stuff. I do. Like I love R-Truth. I'm I'm glad Bad Bunny has it. I think he brings exposure to the business that's not always there but i i don't consider it a real championship i just i just don't it's it's not in the same vein as the heavyweight title it's not in the same vein as the mid card title it's not in the same vein as the women's titles i it, it's yet. a good thing to have it, it never <laughs> not yet it's not no. it's not gonna be it, it's a good thing to have no. like don't get me no, wrong no. i i think the I think the four of us understand that there's no way that the 24-7 title is going to be on the same level as the world or the universal title or the IC or right. UN title. But it has a place, and mm-hmm. if our truth was not involved, it would not have worked as long as it has. He's Completely the more, He is the main linchpin that's carrying this title uh through the paces of all the people that have had it um it's it's a much better iteration than like the hardcore title when it was 24/7 that was that got silly after a while this one hold on so okay. you're telling me that when uh Kush, not kushida what the heck's the guy's name uh Kizawa, when he got eaten by a shark that wasn't silly I'm not saying it wasn't silly, but you're <laughs> expecting silly. In, I mean, in I, 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 en- I enjoyed it. I'm just saying if you're going to say that one thing was silly and the other wasn't, he, no, he got I'm eaten not, by a shark. No, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that the 24-7 title isn't silly. I'm not saying. But that, that. That, that's the whole charm of it, though, right? It's not. Oh, 100%. 100%. But you weren't expecting the, the 24-7 hardcore title to get to points where it's like, I don't know if I really want to be watching this. 
I'm all for watching all the 24-7 stuff. Oh, yeah, me too. See, and I feel like our uh, our special guest has one thing to say. One, one thing with regards to that statement, though, like I know that um, it it doesn't seem important, especially not anywhere near important as like the Universal Championship or the WWE Championship, for sure. But um, the cool part about the 24-7 Championship is that I don't think you could say never to that. If we heard tomorrow that The Rock was the 24-7 champion, I believe that would instantly make that one of the, on. I think on par, because The Rock has it, it may be on par with the WWE title or the Universal title at that time. So like, that's the cool part about the 24-7 title, I think, is that the, 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 possibilities are are endless they're really endless and they've shown that and they've taken what became the hardcore title like this weird silly stuff they've made that legit they said all right we'll just take the hardcore out of it and we'll flex on all this silly stuff and again like you're trying to tell me pilch if the rock the biggest star on our planet right now if if he became the 24 7 champion uh tomorrow um, you you wouldn't elevate that title immediately in your mind, even above a, a, something like a U.S. title. Let's say not in the realm of the top two, but above many. Like, doesn't it leap? I, I see. I I see what you're saying, <clears throat> and, I, and I agree with it to an extent. My the issue here is is that if if he won it, he, he wouldn't hold it. So for me, that all that all all. It's just the way they're. It's booked. It's it's it. It would be a ratings grab at that point, you know. Like I, I get it. Like yeah, for sure. If The Rock came back and gave Bad Bunny a rock bottom and won the twenty four seven title, it would be a huge. Like things would pop off for a little while, right? But two to three months down the road, it would it would fade back to where it was before, and I, that that's what I think. But just think of like the shenanigans that could happen if The Rock had it. You know, The Rock comes in, takes it from Bad Bunny, and then, like, he might show up again on a night of Raw SmackDown, and then, you know, all the guys, R-Truth and the, the, the crowd that chases him, they all try and, like, beat up The Rock, and Rock is just handing out rock bottom, rock bottom, people's <laughs> elbow, rock bottom, rock bottom, you know what I mean? And just, like, they're See, all... I, I don't even- I don't even think it would get to that point. I think they would, like, rush the ring, and he would give them the people's eyebrow, and they'd all just turn around and run away. Another good, like, angle of that. Like, they all, like, want to attack him, but it's The Rock. Like, they're, and then they have to figure out a way to join forces to get it from him. Maybe they show up on the set of Young Rock and, like, surprise him somehow. You know, there's so many things. Like, that would, that would be awesome. (laughs) That would be, again, again, I I completely understand what y'all are saying. I get it. I'm into it. We love the 24 7 title. We just love it. That, that's that's a that's an elevation for it, it's a short it's a short pop right like it goes up and everyone's like oh shit this is a big deal and then as soon as it's dropped it fades back so i get it yeah that'd be great and i think we'd all love to see that for sure but it's gonna be it's a it's a quick thing it's not gonna elevate it to the point of i see us it might for a little while but it's not gonna stay there 
That's all I'm saying. Pilch, when's the last time you saw The Rock? <laughs> like in person? Uh, not in person. Maybe just on social. Uh, yesterday, I think. I, I don't know. Yesterday. I saw The Rock on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So, yesterday. And then you've seen him, what he's been doing, and he's been clanging and banging, brother, in the gym. <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah. If okay. that's what you want to call it. So, well, that's what, that's what, that's what he would call it. Not me. I think that's what Hulk Hogan would call it. Uh, Hulk Hogan too. Hulk Hogan too. That's that's correct. Um, nobody is going to roll up the rock for the 24-7 title. <laughs> so if he gets the title, he's going to hold on to it for an extended right. period of time. I, I disagree. I think he does get rolled up for it. I, this no. is like the craziest. No. Oh, yeah. I don't, think, I don't think the rock has ever been rolled up. I don't think in his... Career Chris, in the WWE, I don't think he's ever been rolled up. I don't think The Rock has ever been rolled up. I so this is this is what would happen is he that that entire group that we we all discussed mm-hmm. would bum rush The Rock and like fifteen guys would roll him up and he would get pinned mm-hmm. for it and then all fifteen <laughs> of them would look at each other like who's the actual champion and then that would be the storyline going forward is that The Rock got beat by it took fifteen guys to beat The Rock. And now we don't have a real twenty four seven champion. So I heard I heard this rumor about Young Rock uh, that there's an episode on there where it talks about uh, I think he was sleeping one night and his Mm -hmm. blanket like he turned over with his blanket and his blanket tried to roll him up like get you know tuck him in tight but he kicked out on two. (laughs) (laughs) So nobody has been able. (laughs) <laughs> Nobody yeah. roll up. No, you one. You're supposed to hit. Uh, you're supposed to hit this one. There no, we go. Hit the wrong. One. I'm just so oh, happy so, that this uh, 24/7 title like conversation went there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it went there. Welcome so to the Jay, 24-7 pod where we only talk about the 24-7 title. If it was up to me, it'd be David Arquette in one corner. It'd be Freddie Prince Jr. in the other corner. Our truth he's coming from the rafters. No. I will not let you be smirch Freddie Prince Jr. You want to be smirch uh, David Arquette by all means. I can't let whoa, you be smirch. Whoa, whoa. Let's not. David Arquette gets a bad rap, but have you seen Ready to Rumble? That was a great movie. I love that movie. Welcome to the Triple R Podcast. Where we talk about Summer Catch and other Freddie Prince Jr. movies. <laughs> have I seen Have I seen uh, uh, Ready to Rumble? Yes, yeah. I have. of course I have. I'm a wrestling fan. Um, great. It, it's uh, David Arquette. I, what I didn't need to see was... David Arquette on top of the, the, the triple cell that they had holding mm. the big gold belt. That's what I didn't need. That was great. And then he it did it a, in real life. Who? For David Arquette and for wrestling in general. It was great for David Arquette. <laughs> Chris and Warren, we finally have a, we have video feed for the first time ever this week, right? These are the this rails. Is this is us. We went off them. <laughs> 
We're <laughs> off the rails. We're off, we're off the rails. All right. Let's get back on track. Pilch, get us back on track here. Wait, Pilch, what you got for me? You got a question? I do. So I know your your favorite wrestler of all time is Kurt Angle. Is that correct? It's true. It's damn true. That's yeah. a strong, that's a strong pull right there. Kurt Angle's been out of the game for a little while now, so I'm curious, and I'm sure our listeners are as well, is to who is your favorite wrestler now in mm. current wrestling? Active wrestler. How about that? Oh, man. Damn. You know, it's it's tough. I I I feel bad saying who I think it is because I don't think that uh, they're – I don't think they're being used at all in any good way. Um, <clears throat> but right now, um, I got two answers then. Because one of them is Ricochet. Okay. Um, okay. When I saw Lucha Underground and this guy was Prince Puma, I mm-hmm. could not stop what Like, I wanted to watch. I wanted that never just like, I just wanted to see him wrestle forever. That they did such a good job with him there. Then when I heard he's coming to WWE, I was like, man, this is going to be awesome. But, you know, this is the land of the Giants. And for whatever reason, guys like that, they don't, you know, Rey Mysterio is the diamond in the rough, right? We've, we've seen that story play out. Eddie Guerrero to a certain extent as well, you know, these small guys. Um, but it doesn't happen often. And then unfortunately... You know, if I have to say just wrestler, I'm just looking at skills. But if you want to tell me my my the whole package, I'm not going to pick Ricochet, unfortunately, because I don't think he cuts the you know I don't think he cuts it right on the mic. I don't think he's very strong, so it's hard. That's why I would say my other guy has been for a while, and it's the Miz. I mean, it doesn't get more. Yes. It yeah, it doesn't. Yes. It doesn't get. More full package well, at all. Um, it doesn't get more full package than preach. Miz. Preach. Okay. Preach. All, all the all the he you want to talk about talking things into you know reality. He has manifested where he is today uh, more than any other wrestler in our time. Think back 10 years, 15 years of a wrestler who has really honed in turned himself outside of maybe Chris Jericho turned himself into something really awesome. No pun intended, but <laughs> um, you know, I, the only person I could compare to that is maybe Jericho and uh, well, Roman to a certain extent, but you know, Romans obviously controlled a lot, right. With what's happening with Roman, it's a lot of planned. Uh, the Miz, I really think, again, this has been his persona before, he was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. We knew that the, he had this character of the Miz and, you know, it's been his creation. So, and maybe it's also the fan in me because I know him as a fan as well, you know, seeing him on the real world and seeing him be the, the embodiment of every, again, whether you like it or not, every single NXT guy, these are all fans. Okay. And most wrestlers are fans, but you know, NXT guys more than most you could tell because these are little guys. Okay. These are, these are little guys. These are guys like you and I who just wanted to wrestle and started doing it independently. And now the independent scene is blown up, 
but who's who's the embodiment of a fan becoming the real thing better than the Miz? Especially to the level that he's now reached again. And it's mm. always it's always feels right with him. I can't speak to maybe the his first run, because you know, we were in college at that time and I really wasn't in on the wrestling scene. So I can't speak to that run, but all of his work, especially now with Morrison, them two, correct. All that stuff, for me, it works. <laughs> for me, it works. And, yeah, so I would have to say it's a tie for me with the with what Ricochet can do in the ring. But The Miz is the total package. So I'd say those two. I can't give one above the other because I do like what Ricochet can do so much. I mean, the guy's amazing. Um, but, yeah, I would say him and The Miz are, mm. are top. If, if if I may, if I may, Joaquin, thank you. Thank you for saying that about The Miz. Because me, Warren, and Pilch have had this conversation before about we've been trying to figure out what are they going to do with this, you know, with Roman and the universal title, blah, blah, blah. And I had pitched, that's what Miz cashes in on. And he interjects himself into the title scene there because he's never had the universal title. And everything that I like wanted him to do with Roman, he d- ended up doing with with uh, with Drew. So it still works, and like it kind of like the, it doesn't matter if Miz is in a title sh- picture or not, if he's in that main event picture or not. He is that his gimmick, his role. You can interject him anywhere. Because how he is, how he is on the mic, his his persona that he 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 portrays, he's a cocky little son of a bitch, and he thinks he's you know God's gift to wrestling, which he kind of, in a sense, is. Just because he, you want to punch him in the face, and that's the beauty of the Miz. Like you want to punch him in the face. You, and you can put him with anyone. You can have him feud with Drew. You can have him feud with Bobby Lashley. You can have him feud with anyone on the mid card. Once he opens his mouth, they're gonna want to punch him in the face, and that's all you really need in a rivalry. That's it. In a in a you know in a feud, it's just does the other guy want to kick his ass? Yeah, and you can get that from the Miz. He'll make you want to punch him in the face. And I think that. Like you were saying, you know, his first original run wasn't that great. They had him doing these little side things, you know, the 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 hosting the diva search and all that kind of dumb stuff, you know, which was fine. Then he kind of found this after he got what was it? It was like after he did the one of the Marine movies. Was that what it was? No, it, it was what really got him in in. Uh... Got him moving was when him and Morrison first teamed together and they were doing the dirt sheet. Oh, right, right, right. Um, that really kind of set him on that track. Okay. Say the Marine came after. I don't know if they had split or if Morrison just left the WWE, um, but I want to say the Marine came after. I, I just know after he did one of those movies, he came back and he was on this Hollywood gimmick. And I thought this was great. Like, he's going to be an actor. He's blah, blah, blah. The A-lister thing was great. Then he went away for a little, kind of a little bit. And then when he, the the run he had when Maurice came back and he won the IC title and went on that IC title world tour, I think that was the best time frame for The Miz. He had the IC title, 
Maurice was back and it like him being with Maurice, Maurice valeting him, his his real life wife with him. Something about that, I don't know what it was, but something about that elevated the Miz's um uh, his 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 presence on the roster. I don't know what I don't know why it changed or what like kicked him in the ass, but he turned it up to like a third, you know, turned it up to a hundred. Like it was just he was great. Everything he did was great. They were the perfect heel couple in that roster at the time. And I was like, this, whatever he's doing right now, this is catapulting him into one of the greatest heels WWE has ever seen. And he's still, I still think he is. He's he's one of the best heels I've ever seen. He's so, got a great voice on the mic. I'm glad you said that, Chris, because um, me and my my circle of friends were talking about it in the chat after Elimination Chamber. And I think we came to consensus, and I totally agree. Miz has to be a top five heel of all time. He definitely is. Has Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, I'd be... No, yeah, it has to be top five. Has to be. Uh, his longevity... Uh, the fact, like you mentioned, where you can insert him in anywhere. Um, I think this was such a good idea for him to to use that money in the bank the way he did. Um, I'm interested to see how this plays out with uh, with the Lasher come next pay-per-view. Um, but yeah, no, I, he absolutely has to be a, a top five, top five heel ever. If I'm not mistaken, um, this whole A-lister uh, gimmick arose i believe he was like they were repackaging him as the a-lister after the movie thing but i remember i remember watching and thinking it was going to be the rock because they kept showing that you know the glitz and glamour uh video that he has and they were like you know someone's coming someone's going to be here someone's going to be here and they were hyping it up i think they hyped it up for at least a couple weeks with this like video yeah, saying, oh, because yeah. the Rock's intro was that whole Hollywood overlooking Hollywood thing too, and that was my favorite intro of his. Yeah, that's a good one with all the the, the sirens and all that. And so like the Miz, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Miz was they used that for the Miz to kind of throw us off and think it was the Rock yeah. coming back. And when it was the Miz that came back as the A lister, that. That made you want to punch him in the face because it was like oh, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I remember that, and that's the beauty of the Miz. That yeah. is the beauty of the Miz. And now he's what Morrison. Now you can interject them into the tag titles per, uh, uh, situation, and the two of those those two together, like they're just you want to punch both of them in the face. Like it's just they are they are the perfect combination. They like they just they complement each other very well, and. I think this is the this is the time for the Miz. Like this is the time for the Miz, and I hope he doesn't like fall off like he did last time. You know, they kick him all the way down the mountain. I think he can still stick around a little bit. So one one quick aside about the Miz. So we're watching the chamber. Everything goes down right, um, and I'm trying. Like I try to when I'm watching with my kids, I try to show them the psychology of it. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying, wait, the Miz, you know, he must have paid Bobby or something. You know, that's not right. That's not right that he did that. So one of my sons is dancing. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, but he just won the championship by by taking advantage. He's like, yeah, but he didn't cheat. 
because there was no match yet. I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, hold on. You, you're, you're, you're okay with this? He's like, yeah, the Miz is the best. He didn't have to cheat. He just paid Bobby Lashley off. I was go. like, oh god. So even the kids get it. Even the kids, they understand. Like he's good. I don't think Pilch is still sold on the Miz yet. <laughs> No, I, I disagree. I, I love The Miz. I, I always have. I just, I my issue has been the same issue with it as it was with Apollo Crews. Like, I, I'm a big Apollo Crews fan, big Miz fan. I just don't like the way either one of them have been booked for the last 12 months. But I do love what they did with The Miz. I right. thought that was great. I, you know, it, to insert him there and then give him this storyline with Bobby Lashley is fantastic. You know, I, my, my issue was more so like I, I could never see the Miz beating Drew McIntyre clean. I couldn't see him beating Bobby Lashley clean, like any main eventer. But to, to give us a swerve like this, brilliant, brilliant. Like, you know, and I, I don't give WWE a lot of credit. Uh, but they 100% deserve it for this because it, it was masterful. Uh, honestly, it was one of the best booking decisions they've probably made in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And to give, doing this podcast. yeah, and, and to give someone like the Miz that's so good on the stick the the keys to the kingdom is a, it, it's a great decision. It really is, and. It, my issue has always been that like, why did it take so long for them to get to this point? It's an, it's not that I have an issue with the Miz. I don't. And I, I think he's fantastic on the mic. I think he's a great, well, he's a good in-ring performer. I mean, like he's not, he's not going to give you a five-star match, but he's also not going to like, you know, be a dud. So what, what was the reasoning to wait this long to push him to where he's at now? That's my thing. Um, but I mean, the storytelling, you can say that about anybody. Right. But, you know, to, to move on a little quick, I, I have a bonus question for our special guest, which, um, this one's going to throw you for a little bit of a loop and take your time. We can play the Trebek Jeopardy music if you want, while you're thinking. Do we have that music? I don't know, know. but I'll effort it. We'll, we'll figure it out. So we had a show a couple weeks ago, uh, maybe a couple months ago at this point, where Warren, Chris, and I all picked our Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Those are the, the four people that we believe are the most influential people in wrestling. So, Jay, I would like to hear who would be on your Mount Rushmore. All right. Well, my Mount Rushmore... Um, see, I'm, I'm going to be real, like, uh, not going to be very, uh, uh, it's not gonna make sense. <laughs> it's just, it's just the four, my four favorite. Is that what you want? Cause that's what I give you. Um, no, but the four most influential, um, I'm going to put the undertaker on there. Um, I'm going to put stone cold, um, I got to put The Rock. And then um, I'm going to put half Ric Flair, half John Cena. 
don't know. Uh, you know oh, Cena. Okay. Yeah, I like Cena. that. that right? That'd be a, that'd be a weird right? painting, because but I like it. It's your it's your Rushmore, man. Yeah, but that's yeah, it's my your Rushmore, Rushmore, man. That's my Rushmore because because Rick, I, I feel like you got to give credit to where credit's due, and I think that both of them. The reason why I have them sharing is because both of them, um, it's about their longevity. Um, it's about their their lasting impact. Um, for Ric Flair to have all those championships, John Cena has all those championships too. But I mean, he held it in a different time. Like he was the main dude forever, which is not an easy thing to do, you know. And he did it better than anybody did it. Statistically, there's nobody that can touch John Cena. So he has to have a place on my rump. Uh, I say it like uh, like Shane uh, Mount. Rushmore is the right way to say it. That's right. Um, and then the Undertaker for his sheer uh, this for for a little bit of the same, but also I think the Undertaker's gimmick was just priceless, timeless, all time great, greatest gimmick ever. And then for him to have that bit with the American badass was, I mean, one of the highlights of my childhood. I don't know if how everybody feels about that part of his his career, but. When rolling, rolling, roll, all that stuff was, man, I was not in my seat ever. I was, it was awesome. And of course, the Rock and Stone Cold. I mean, I think those are the, the biggest stars that we've had uh, growing up. And for that alone, I got I got to give it to both of them because they, they're the biggest wrestlers I saw growing up. Nobody did it better than the Rock and Stone Cold. No, I, I think you covered everything with, the Rock yeah. and Stone Cold carrying the Attitude Era. Yeah. The Undertaker no the greatest, the greatest gimmick ever invented. Yeah. Even through his covers, how many eras, you know, how many yeah, exactly. He, exactly. He came, he came in, in the golden, went through the new era, attitude era, and now the PG, and then just now retiring in our current so, state. Like don't forget ruthless roof ruthless aggression. Yeah, forgot ruthless aggression. An era. Uh, yeah, he was a stable for the longest time. Um, Cena and Flair just—they were flag bearers. Uh, the stuff that Flair did with the NWA title through the through the eighty ah uh, was in the seventies too. Probably he was old. Probably seventies, early eighties when he was. Yeah, he is older. Yeah, going through the uh, territories with that and. And what Cena did through the ruthless aggression era up until, you know, just about present day, um, I can't, I can't see the the those two even ever getting matched by anybody. Um, yeah. That's that's a good that's a good Rushmore. Even though I cheated a little bit, that's okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's fine. It's all right, yeah, it's fine. A little bit. So I I, I do yeah. have a question yeah. for you. Is uh, no Hulk Hogan? Um, I think Hulk Hogan's a racist. <laughs> okay, oh, <laughs> I, mean, before. I mean, I mean, you know, you gotta apologize at a certain point. I don't know. Uh, you gotta apologize the right way. I, I don't know. For me, I just think that he kind of half-assed everything, and he's just not. You know, I don't think he handled it right. I think there's everybody deserves redemption. Trust me. I think everybody deserves redemption. I don't think he's handled this whole situation right, and he's kind of lost a little bit of my my love for him as a result, to be honest. So I got I got two Oof. things. First, um, 
I'm I already sorry. Have, I'm sorry. That's I just mean, my take on Hulk. I already, I already have an award to give out. I'm giving out the <laughs> cream of the crop. The cream of the crop was to the comment that they just said. <laughs> I think Hulk Hogan's racist, which is not. I'm not disputing it. It's it's a it's a hundred percent true in some. Yeah, definitely but, true. No one's arguing that. But then I have to hit this one. Because it was the hottest of takes that you could possibly. <laughs> so I appreciate it, Jay. Already, come back is whenever you'd like to the trip. Yeah, come back anytime. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we, yeah, no, no Hulk Hogan pilch, no Hulk Hogan. Right, that's fair. I so I'm not sure oh, if you're aware of our our own Jay Mount saying- Rushmore's. Jay saying Hulk Hogan is a racist is going to be a drop. Just letting you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. I am cutting that up. We are working that in. Trust me. It, independent Wrestling Podcast has special guest on. Calls Terry Bolela racist. No, no, no. Not Terry. Terry's cool. No, no, Terry, Hulk Hogan, Terry, right? I, I don't know. Which Terry's one was fine. Terry, Terry didn't do anything. Hulk Hogan, he did a lot. <laughs> A whole lot. So I think, um, Jay, thanks for coming on. We were going to get into Elimination Chamber. I think we ran out of time because we went off the rails, as I said before. (laughs) So, you know, we'll talk about Elimination Chamber another time or, you know, we may just never talk about it. Um, I did uh, did have notes, though. I did take notes about about this. How how long are your notes? I don't know. They're mostly AEW notes, though, to be honest. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Hold on. We can go on. No, you shouldn't have said that. No. Now, Pilch is all perked up. This is going to turn into a two-hour episode now. Damn it. AEW notes. See? This is this is how it always happens, man. We get the one we can cut it off. See? And... I don't know. Um, I'm sorry. Okay, so... yeah. Dream Girl Ellie is going to be great. Brandon Cutler, I don't like the dragon gimmick. Don't get me started. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> what was that? Why? No, Think, oh, he's Matt you, Nick's friend. It's okay. And, and how how is lay out here? How, how is yeah. Matt Hardy still standing? Anyone? Oh, he's 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 money Matt now. Yeah, no, great gimmick. But how does he walk? Does anybody know? Bow legged. That's how. It's it's weird. The issue with Matt Hardy isn't necessarily walking. He gets up off the mat weird because his knee gets his bow legged like that. Listen, well, I've seen oh, I've seen bow legged people before. Yeah. They don't all get up Matt, like that. Yes, they do. No, Warren, he's like I, really bow legged. Like it's bad. Here's here's yeah. another one. Okay, Moxley needs a break. Um, he's he's out of shape. Um, he looks terrible. He just, I just know, like, th- he needs a break. So, I hope at Revolution he gives up, he loses, and he can go have his baby and get back on whatever he was on to come back from injury so he can look like a true champion. Get on whatever Adam Hangman Page is doing because when I first started watching AEW, I was like, man, this guy's a little bit out of shape, but now he's finding it and I'm liking what I'm seeing. He's looking toit, you know what I mean. <laughs> so my uh, I'm going to ask this question and I probably already I'm not going to ask this question and I probably should know the answer. 
what you're saying, Moxley needs a break, and he should lose the title at AEW uh, Revolution. He fought Kenta for the New Japan IWGP US title. Did he lose that match? Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I have no here. idea. <laughs> I, guess, I, guess I don't know. I just I what I what I mean by that is that he just looks like um, he looks out of shape. I mean, yeah. These guys are in tremendous physical shape. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about there's a certain aesthetic. I mean, I'm a WWE fan. I, I, you know, I needed some meat. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, he's got he's got a good shape, but you could tell that he's he's probably been knocking them back a few. You know, he's probably <laughs> he's fast. Well, he's got. <laughs> well, you know, it's. I know Chris has been through it. I've been through it. You have. Kids, Jay. Yeah, yeah. You know, when your wife is pregnant and she may have certain cravings at times, you may indulge more than you would normally would. I I don't that's know true. if that's going on with Renee. I mean, I wouldn't even blame it on the pregnancy. I just think it's just being happy. There, being happy and fat is a real thing you get you get wiped up and you're like well who, who the fuck do i gotta impress that anymore and you know you just Cause you, cause yeah i'm gonna eat this box of i'm want. gonna eat this whole box of cereal am i gonna have a whole pound of bacon yes you know it's just what you do when you're happy in a relationship man it's because you got the one that you wanted and you're just like all right that's it i don't need to do any anything else chris oh. you've been indulging since the day i met you yeah, and it's Kara's fault. <laughs> what um does anybody know what Jake Hager was wearing on Wednesday uh during his match with uh Ricky Starks? Oh no, not Pants? Ricky Starks. Was it Ricky Starks? No, he didn't No, it was Brandon Cutler. Brandon Cutler, okay. What was he? He was wearing like bike shorts. Like yeah. get back to the scene. He's got a he, he has a triathlon after the on. show. No, he's out of shape too, bro. I, like even even Jr. mentioned it though. You know that's the thing. Jr. mentioned uh, Adam Page looking very lean, and that's why it stuck out to me. I'm like, yeah, you know what? He's looking pretty good. You know, um, I, I like my wrestlers to be you know in the best physical shape. Cesaro, none none better than Cesaro. None, yeah, none better than Cesaro. But uh, yeah. welcome to the WWW Wrestling Weight Watch, our <laughs> host Joaquin. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought. Oh, okay. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Last thing though. Last thing. Last thing. I promise. Um, during AEW, they they went into the picture in picture, the commercial. Okay, and the commercial for a TBS show that's going to be starring John Cena. I felt gross watching that. Okay, for There's for a John TBS Cena, show coming out that's yes. starring John Cena. That's correct. He's gonna. It's like um, I must have missed um, that. I didn't know that. What's it called? Um, the the epic stuff where they jump from ball to ball. The, the wipeout, wipeout. I think he's the new host of wipeout. Oh, he's hosting, oh, hosting wipeout. Thank you. Interesting. Yes. And I don't hate when that. I, when a commercial first started, I heard his voice. I said, "Hold on, I feel very angry inside. What is happening?" And then I saw John Cena as I'm watching AEW picture in picture. It just felt wrong. I don't know if I can say that here, but it felt wrong, guys. 
You know so what? So are you saying John Cena is all elite? Is that what we're we're hinting at here? I no, I would never say that. I hope no, God forbid. No, um, no. But it it no. just felt I mean, wrong. I, I don't know how no I don't way. think Vince Vince watching that commercial and me probably felt the same. The same. <laughs> no, it well it wouldn't it, it wouldn't say John Cena. It would probably say like the prototype is all elite. <laughs> just like it said, just like it said, uh, just like it said, Paul White was all elite. Right, the doctor of thugonomics is all elite. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Which is his best gimmick? Fight me, I don't care. I love the doctor of thugonomics. Doctor thugonomics and B squared. I could have done without B squared. What? If my entrance music could be word life, I'd be all about it. <laughs> oh God. Um so uh so Pilch, what should we uh the listeners be prepared for for next uh our next episode in the oh, glad you... season finale of the Triple R podcast? So I'm glad you asked Warren. Uh the three of us minus Jay. He... Who is the newcomer? So one, well, two, three, four. four. Yeah. So minus J, carry the two. Yeah, it'll be the three of us. Yes. We've all randomly drawn twenty wrestlers apiece, and what we're gonna do with those twenty wrestlers is we're gonna book our own pay per views. These pay per views can take place in any time, any decade. They could be present, past, future, and. What we're going to task Jay to do is we're going to ask him to decide which pay-per-view he would like to watch more than the other two. And he's going to pick a winner, and uh, that's how we're going to decide who gets the Triple R Podcast Championship belt. It's a figurative belt. We don't have a real one yet. <laughs> if more people would listen to the show, we'd probably have a real one. But not, not to get Although I, knew, I, do know, I do know a few websites that can, uh, can make some championship titles. Right. Yeah. I mean, we'll have one eventually. Yeah. So that that's the plan for uh, when's that episode going to go out, Chris? Uh, I'm not sure. I would have to look. Um, I don't have the. I don't have the website up. I would have to look at the website. So, so this one, this one's coming out on Wednesday the third, which is uh-huh. technically today. Oh, so then it would be the seventh. Then be the seventh. March 7th, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chris, That's you want to run through your uh, your 20, uh, 20 wrestlers real quick before we... Sure, I will. One second. There we go. Okay, so my wrestlers. I got the British Bulldog times two. Million Dollar Man, Kane, Chavo Guerrero, Rick Martel, The Honky Tonk Man, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, Nick Bockwinkle, The Man of a Thousand Holds, Dean Malenko, Conan, Batista times two, The Sandman, The Gangsters, Hardcore Holly, Papa Shango, Gorilla Monsoon, Carrie Von Erich. And The Undertaker. 
Now, are you, you? I don't want you to tip your hand, Chris, but did you legitimately use the British Bulldog and Batista twice? I thought about it. I really wanted to. I had an idea for the Batista twice. Of I, re- I had an idea, but I couldn't. Since I didn't do it, I'll tell you what I, I was thinking. So remember when we had uh, the two Undertakers? Right, and then they had a match together. I was gonna do that with the Batistas and have two Batistas face off for like who's gonna be the real Batista. But I wanted it. I wanted. <laughs> I know it's good, right? I wanted to have like at the end of the match, like the real Batista would win, and then like unmask the fake Batista, and it was gonna be someone else of my like twenty. But I couldn't. The British think- Bulldog. Yeah, right. but I already used it. But I already used the British Bulldog. Well, you I had him twice. <laughs> I could have used him again. You're right, but yeah, then man. that would have been, it wouldn't have. I didn't think it made sense. So I could. I didn't have another person that's like, yeah, they could be the fake Batista. I don't know. It just. I wanted it to work so bad, but I couldn't think of like a way to do it, so I didn't do it. Uh, note note to self. Uh, mark down that we need to watch the SummerSlam where the Undertaker fought the okay <laughs> just put, put that in the notes okay. put that i'll put that it away. down uh put Pilch, it, put it can down. you uh hit us up with your 20 wrestlers that you're going to be using oh absolutely uh so i have curtis axel ultimo dragon cactus jack jim the anvil Nineheart, chuck palumbo mabel bam bam bigelow brutus beefcake Rey mysterio Steiner Brothers, they're they're one person, so that works. Uh, Jazz, Bruno San Martino, Raven, Owen Hart, Randy Orton, Sabu, Killer Kowalski, Trish Stratus, Junkyard Dog, and Booker T. I, uh, if you, you have to have Sabu, like I said, you don't got to tip your hand, but you have to have Sabu jumping off of something. Spoiler: Sabu uh, stayed home for my pay per view. Wow! Really? White dude. White dudes from Michigan that. White dudes from Michigan that pretend to be from the Middle East are not my friends. Another hot take: He's sending home Sabu. Oh boy! Like I said, he he is a terrible human. Terrible human? (laughs) Yeah. Whatever his real name is, like Josh Johnson. Terry. His real name is like Mark or something. His name's yeah. Terry. 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 Yeah. That's Terry. Yeah. Oh, I'm from the Middle East. Look at me jump on tables. You never talked yeah, with not, an accent. <laughs> not into that never whole thing. Never talked with an accent. Uh, I'm out. Anyways. anyways. I'm out. Bill just, just still burned by the uh, the two ECW pay per views that we watched on Triple uh, R podcast. But uh, my 20, 20 wrestlers uh, Buff Bagwell, William Regal, The Nature Boy, Ric Flair, JBL, Kofi Kingston, The Rock, The Great Muda, Junkyard Dog, Nick Bockwinkle, Kamala. Uh, Chris Jericho, Kevin Nash, The Warlord, Zack Ryder, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, Mickey James, Mr. Wonderful Paul Ornthorpe, D'Lo Brown, DDP, and Alberto Del Rio. 
Was I the only one that didn't get girls? I didn't get any women. Uh, it looks like I it because so. Justin got Strat Trish Stratus, and I got Nikki James. Looks that way. You also got jazz. Yeah, I got jazz too. Oh, you got jazz, and you got jazz. Nice. So, uh, what's Matt, Matt Cardona gonna do on your pay per view? Um, spoiler alert: he's he's gonna be on the pay per view. I can tell you that yeah, much. That's good. I uh, got a spoiler. So, alert. I got a uh-oh. I got a little spoiler alert. Uh, Chris oh, already has Chris already has a hundred points uh, because I feel like his card is his roster is in trouble. Um, Warren has a hundred points because he said Alberto Del Rio, and uh, Justin's yes. negative a hundred points already because he's leaving Sabu at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pilch! Oh, as, as is tradition on this podcast, everyone's trying to hold me down. Pilch invites his friend to the Triple R podcast and <laughs> right? is already starting off with negative points. So let me let me I'm gonna peel back the curtain for a minute, right? Okay. Peel so back. We were uh we're we're getting ready to sign off here and uh Jay texted me, he's like, Hey, just make sure you give me a chance to plug my podcast. Wow. <laughs> I think we should just end it before we do. No, no, no. No, no but it, but but all right. but in all for but in all seriousness okay, go ahead. in all seriousness though this has been our finale pre-show for season one I want to thank everyone for being here Chris Warren I want to especially thank our special guest Jay and uh, Jay if you have any endeavors you would like to promote please do so now uh, well, you can listen to my podcast. I host a podcast uh, where it's usually me talking by myself. Um, but I have friends on every once in a while. Justin will be on the podcast shortly. Um, it's called Walk is Extra. That's J-O-A-Q-I-S as in Sam, Extra, E-X-T-R-A. You can find it on any, any platform. Uh, we have uh, a phone line you can call into the show. You have emails you can send in, Twitter, all that good stuff. But give it a show. Uh, give it a listen. You know, it's a called Walk is Extra. And I post it maybe once a week, every Friday or Saturday, depending. But yeah, it's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. And uh, Justin lost another 50 points for pulling back that curtain. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it is a really good show. Please, please go and Jay, check it out. That one more time for me. All right. It's Walk is Extra. My first name is Joaquin. Um, but gotcha. all my all my friends call me Jay, so uh, sorry for the confusion gotcha. if there was any. Uh, but right. it's it's walk is extra, so J O A Q, and then I S, and then E X T R A, extra. Gotcha. I see it. I am following as we speak. Thank you very much. Take your uh, no. wife's cell phone. Take your mom's cell phone. Do the same. <laughs> the, uh, the kids have some iPads that I can put that on. That's right. Phone. That's right. Grab all the iPads. Do all that good stuff. Uh, Pilch, you want to do the the particulars, or you want me to run through them? Uh, I don't have a list of them, so go for it. Oh, amazing. I have the list of them. You can follow the Triple R podcast on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Triple R Pod. The website, triplerpodcast.com. The email, the real Triple R Podcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, send us comments, questions, concerns. You can follow us on all forms of uh, podcasting. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Podcast Addict, and uh, everybody's favorite, the uh, the nerdy RSS code you can download as well. Um, Five-star reviews subscribe uh all that stuff jay thank you for joining us and we will see you uh next sunday for our season one finale here on the triple r podcast